Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars, where we give you an inside look on what's going on in the universe so you can blame your problems on the stars. It is Jade here. And it's Kara. And this week, Venus will enter the sign of Pisces. I know this is a very popular transit. A lot of people really enjoy it, and I'm sure you will too. But in case you missed it, last week, Aquarius season began. We also had a new moon in Aquarius that was fairly positive. So if you want to know what else is coming during Aquarius season, if you felt a shift and you want to know what it was and what's coming your way, then definitely check out last week's episode before diving into this one. And just to give you a heads up, next week we will be discussing the full moon in Leo, everything that you need to know about it and how it affects you. Also, if you have any questions about the full moon or anything else, you can now send us your questions on Spotify. Speaking of, listen until the end of this episode if you're curious and want to hear our answers to your questions from last week. We got a lot of really good questions that we're very excited to be answering again at the end of this episode. And one last little update before we dive into Venus in Pisces. Normally, this is the point in time where I say after a short ad break, we'll dive right into it. But in case you are listening on Spotify and you noticed that suddenly there are duplicates of the episodes that say uninterrupted, there is now an option to subscribe for $2.99 a month for ad-free listening. You now have the option to skip the ads and subscribe. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, let's dive into the episode. So Venus enters Pisces on January 26th at 9.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Per usual, the date and time are from the website astroseek.com. What you need to know. For the next few weeks of your life, this is a period of time where you're really romanticizing your life and being very creative. So during this transit, you might find that you are very intuitive, very in touch with what's going on with other people, maybe what their needs are. It's a time to really focus on your relationships and how you are interacting with others. There's also a lot of healing and, again, creative vibes that come with this energy 
energy. Why this matters. You may or may not know this already, but Venus is exalted in the sign of Pisces, meaning it performs really well here. This is a really good time for relationships to just flow with ease. And the same thing goes for our creativity since both of those things are Venus related. Also, why this matters is you might find with the Pisces dreaming energy, you're much more dreamy if you find that your dreams become a little bit more vivid or your just imaginations running a little bit higher than usual or is more active than usual that's definitely something that could happen but with some of the aspects that we'll talk about later it's also going to be very important that you hold on to your boundaries as Kara just mentioned we're a little bit more sensitive to others needs during this time and we do have this wonderful beautiful desire to want to help others and heal but at the same time there is potential for us to forget about our boundaries with some of the aspects so you'll just want to make sure that you are being firm with those and also too a little fun fact for those who were curious this transit is happening during valentine's day in case you were wondering, Venus will be in Pisces until February 20th. Now, certain signs will be affected more than others. When we say signs, it can be your sun, it could be your moon, it could be rising, your Mercury, your Venus, and your Mars. Probably not the other outer planets, but those are the ones we're referring to. The first being Pisces. If you have Pisces placements, this is definitely going to be a nice time for you where you're just really focused on creativity and relationships. Now, for Virgos or people with Virgo placements, there is an opposition to the Venus and Pisces energy. So depending on what placement is there, you might be having some realizations or recognizing some imbalances in your life. And then if you have Gemini and or Sagittarius placements, this transit will be square those placements, which can bring some challenges in your relationships and creativity. Also, honorable mention to Venus as a representation of the way that we care for ourselves and others. So you might find that you are more focused on self-care and maybe putting yourself first during this time as well. Now, there are two rising signs who are more likely to find love during this transit. The first one being Virgo risings because Venus will be in your seventh house of relationships and then also Scorpio risings because Venus will be in your fifth house of romance. Now, there are some key dates, as we alluded to, that you're going to want to pay attention to. The first one being on February 4th with Venus square Mars, since Mars deals with our motivation, but it's also our anger and squares create tension. You just might find when it comes to dealing with people, you might be a little bit more irritable on February 4th. If you find that you're getting really frustrated with others, just be mindful that this is a passing energy and just be patient with other people. A few days later, on February 8th, Venus will be sextile Uranus. This is a good time to be more experimental and maybe take some risks in terms of your personal style or the way that you are dressing, expressing yourself through makeup or even through other artistic mediums, discovering new music, even watching new shows or movies. Also, I want to mention too, since Uranus is the planet of the unexpected and 
you know, we're talking about being creative. One of the random things that came to mind was if you're somebody who likes to go thrifting or wants to go thrifting, but always has a hard time finding things that are good. Maybe on February 8th, you find some really cool, unique pieces at the thrift store. Or if you're looking to maximize the clothes you already have at home and are looking for some new ways to style it, you might find some inspiration on February 8th. Now, if you remember when I was saying earlier that boundaries are important because of a certain aspect that Venus will make conveniently the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, that's the day we're talking about here, Venus will be conjunct Neptune, which is a very confusing and foggy energy and sometimes can dissolve boundaries. If Venus is how we relate to others, conjunct Neptune, it can be really easy on this day, February 15th, to see people for either better than they really are or worse than they really are and have a really hard time getting a clear, good picture on people's intentions. Proceed with caution on this day, even though there are a lot of positives to Venus conjunct Neptune, such as if you're really into manifesting, you might find that the desire to manifest is really strong. You're creating a vision board on the 15th, or you're just feeling really creative, or even you have a little influential moment since Neptune also deals with celebrities. Maybe your TikTok goes viral. Yes, those are the good things that are happening, but also too. The boundaries thing will be really important, but do not be alarmed when I bring this up. This is very fleeting energy. Really don't worry about it. It will come and it'll go very quick. The last key date we have for Venus in Pisces is on February 19th. Venus will be sextile Pluto. This is a great time to get to know those around you to dive deep to explore there's also a lot of healing and transformative energy coming to your relationships and even again your artwork if you express yourself in other creative ways so that's pretty much it for venus in pisces let's get into the questions a lot of these questions while they are specific they can provide really good insight to everybody listening especially about upcoming big transits that are happening. Also to questions that regard a placement in your birth chart that everybody has. If you have no desire to stick around for the questions, make sure you're following us on social media. BLME the stars on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So the first question we have to answer this week is, Can you explain what the collective means? I thought this was a really good question. If you are a new listener or maybe just don't know this, we'd love to provide some clarification. Yeah, so you hear the collective being used a lot on the spiritual side of social media. The collective is really just everyone. It's society. It's people. There's probably multiple ways for you to interpret it. But again, it just means like people in general, like us all together, the collective. So in terms of this podcast, when we're mentioning the collective will be experiencing this, that means literally everybody, regardless of zodiac sign, you can be a Taurus, you can be a Leo, you can be a Gemini, you can be an Aquarius, everyone will feel this energy some way, shape or form when we're saying it's going to impact the collective. Usually we say it's impacting society, 
But in this case, that's what it means rather than if we're saying like this is something that will affect Pisces placements. This is something that will affect Virgo risings. That's clearly a little bit more specific. The collective is like just everybody. So our next question, does the North Node really define your purpose or mission in life? And how does the South Node play into this as well? Well, the way I like to think of it as the North Node is sort of what you're working towards in your lifetime. It doesn't necessarily mean your purpose. And the South Node is what your natural tendency would be and what you kind of need to leave behind. So a good example of this in a birth chart, if you're someone who was born in 1996, you likely have your North Node in Libra and your South Node in Aries. People who have their North Node in Libra and their South Node in Aries might find that they're working towards improving their relationships and finding balance since that's what Libra is all about versus leaving behind any natural tendency to be really independent, which is what the Aries energy is all about. The same thing kind of happens when we have North Node transits. So for example, next year, going on the Libra Aries, but flipping it, we'll be having the North Node enter Aries, meaning that society in general is going to be working more towards being independent versus the south node in Libra being focused on relationships. Now, like I said, it doesn't necessarily mean it's your purpose, but it can be a good indicator of something you need to work on in your life. So this question we got asked a lot, and I'm not surprised. This is a very popular question anytime there's any transit. So I thought it would be useful for everybody to know this, even if you don't have this specific placement, because Every transit, everybody asks this question just with their own placement. And that question is, will Venus in Pisces affect me more if I have Venus in Pisces compared to those who don't have it? So there's really no way to say whether something will be affecting you more or less. This is Aquarius season, so this is going to sound very Aquarius, but how something affects you or how much you perceive a transit to be affecting you is very subjective. So if you do have Venus in Pisces, this will be your Venus return, which marks the beginning of a new cycle of that planet in your chart. Just to give you another example, if you have Mars in Gemini and Mars in Gemini right now, then it also is your Mars return. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean it's affecting you more than others, but definitely will be affecting you. Yeah, and just for everybody who's listening who doesn't have a Venus in Pisces but maybe wants to know about this, your Venus return happens when Venus enters the same sign that it's in in your birth chart. So after Venus is done transiting Pisces, Venus will enter Aries. And for people who have Venus in Aries will be having their Venus return. We also have Mercury returns. We have lunar returns. We've got Mars returns. There's a lot of type of planetary returns. But what you need to know basically is it's just a new beginning, the start of a new cycle. This next question is very similar, but different. What can seventh house Aquarius placements expect for the next few weeks? Another great question that can apply to everybody, even if you aren't somebody who's a Leo rising with Aquarius as your seventh house. So what 
this question is referring to is the sun transiting the seventh house. Everybody experiences this. We did do a whole episode actually dedicated to understanding house transits. That's a really good episode. I strongly suggest you going back and listening to if you're curious to know more about this. But overall, just to summarize, when the sun is transiting your seventh house, there's just more of a focus on relationships. It's also usually a really good time to sign contracts assuming that there are no retrogrades so if you're looking to get a new apartment or a new job and you have to sign a contract it's usually a really good time to do that when the sun is in your seventh house definitely listen to that house episode and worst case you can always come and book a reading and we can sit down and chat more about it and the last question i think a lot of people want to know about this so we wanted to address it, which is, I read somewhere that the last time Pluto was in Aquarius was in the 1700s. Is this true? And if so, what is the significance of this transit now? So it is true that the last time Pluto was in Aquarius was in the 1700s. Pluto moves very slow. So its cycle is the longest of all the planets. Now, Reflecting on what was going on the last time that Pluto was in Aquarius can give us an idea of some of the themes that may come up, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everything will happen exactly the same way as it happened in the past, if that makes any sense. Now, Kara and I are not historians, so we're not necessarily the best people to talk about what happened the last time Pluto was in Aquarius and compare the historical context of that transit to today's life. But a really good astrologer for this type of content is NJK Astrology. Strongly, strongly, strongly recommend checking out their content. So that's pretty much it for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking all about the full moon in Leo. So if you have any questions about that or just astrology in general, you can submit your questions on Spotify. And as you just saw in this episode, we'll answer them at the end of next week's episode. But we did want to mention if you have any really specific astrology questions pertaining to you and your chart specifically, then we strongly suggest booking a reading. Readings are hosted on an app called Intro, which allows for FaceTime style like calls We have readings for as short as 15 minutes to as long as one hour. You just decide who you want the reading with, whether that be me, Jade, or Kara. And on the call, we'll be able to answer any specific astrology questions you might have about you and your chart specifically and hopefully get those answers to you face-to-face over the phone. And if you've never booked a reading with us before, then you can use the code STARS, all caps, S-T-A-R-S, for $20 off your first reading. And if you want to stay in the loop with us and what's to come, then make sure you're following us on social media. We are on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BLME The Stars. That is all for now, and we'll see you all next Monday.